Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 387. At the end of last year, we discussed the emotional connection through emotional availability, which is the creating the space to show your concern of your husband or wife's hurts and fears and hopes and joys, to make that mental and spiritual space for them, to be available for them, and to, to the power of saying, tell me more with sincerity and wanting to learn more about their emotional world, sensitive responsiveness, which is a learned skill of empathetic listening and not responding in judgment or in ridicule or dismissing an issue, but to hear them out fully and to respond with sensitivity and and to make it feel safe for your wife or your husband as they are talking to you, which produces trust. And this trust is a tremendous way to avoid the nisyanis, the tests of falling into chalila, an emotional affair with somebody from the opposite gender. And it is very, very important to maintain that. We don't like talking about it, and I'm not comfortable talking about it. We had a few shiurim on physical affairs and on emotional affairs, and we have to discuss it from time to time. And there's no way around that. It's important to know. But the idea, though, is very often is to understand that when it does happen, and the but one thing I will say that it's important to know, that a lot of these physical or emotional affairs are not always about falling in love with another person. It's not even often about lust, surprisingly. It's a slow descent very often of feeling unfulfilled in that desire to be wanted, to be connected, to be held, to be loved, by your own spouse in marriage. And it could start out with a coworker talking, some flirtation, things that gradually, little, little steps, breaches it. It's usually not one major crazy thing that takes place of just deciding to go into a bar for a one-night stand type of thing. It usually is that gradual, creeping type of thing that what allows it to enter in the first place is not being strong in understanding that the way to heal and to fix and to and to repair and to become whole and heal from anything is to turn towards each other in marriage to avoid these issues. And that's a very important point. It's a deep connection with one's own husband and wife and a ultimately extremely deep connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with God, with Hashem. He is the one you turn to when you feel alone and isolated. He wants you to turn to Him and daven to Him for help and to give you guidance in how to connect again with your own husband and wife. He does not want you to use this other person to fulfill you. He wants you to turn to Him, even if you don't know yet how to resolve whatever internal issues you're having in your own marriage. What Hashem wants you to do to turn towards each other, and if you don't know how to ask Him, and then Hashem will open it up and you'll find the right people to talk to and work through whatever issues there are to build your marriage, to feel less lonely, and to heal. That is really the key behind it. And again, I don't want to dwell on this much over here, but the but one thing is really, really important to understand that although stereotypically people run into emotional or physical affairs because of what I said, the need for excitement or lust 
or falling in love, quote-unquote, with another person from the opposite gender. But in reality, looking back, most of them who fell into this and regretted it terribly afterwards recognized it was what they were trying to really do is fill that void or that hole or that loneliness that they felt inside. That was really the Nakuda, the panemius of Nakuda. It may have come in the in the form of a lust or a love or whatever it is, but that's really the Nakuda. The baggage that we sort of had with not being healthy emotionally that we needed to work on on ourselves or with, with, with our husband or wives together. And that is what produced this rift. And what's important, sigh for the people who are listening that had this happen to them or their spouse, sigh for the ones that this never happened. The key really is to know, at least in hypothetical, that these type of affairs take place simply by not prioritizing our marriage And if couples are not intentional about investing in one another, they become prideful or self-consumed and they drift apart. And they need to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help them connect and Dav Fisiyat Deshmaya Fashalam Bayis day in and day out as they're trying to connect. And many basically explain it this way. Emotional disconnection doesn't require an emotional earthquake. What you happens is you just pile on a critical comment or an insensitive remark or an irritating act, whether it's intentional or unintentional, and you can break your husband or wife's heart by that. Not much more than a flat-toned hello from your spouse after you waited all day to see him, a kiss that did not seem warm, a hand touch, then quickly pulled away, unwillingness to stop for a hug, a failure to help get the kids up and ready for school, the thoughtlessness of not putting the dirty dishes in the sink. Okay, so even if you don't do the dishes, and that's fine, your spouse does it, your husband does it, your wife does it, but at least put it in the sink. Clothes left in the hallway. Even if you don't do the laundry, but at least put it in a place, put it in the hamper, right? And not having time to listen when a listening ear is desperately needed. All these can do deep damage one bit at a time. And like we said before, these emotional or physical affairs, the deep down behind it, it could be covered up because of the concept of lust and love and all these type of things and the Yetzirah, which is true, all these are true. But deep, deep down, it's because of the pain and the loneliness of the emotional disconnection. And this happens gradually. The damage is done little by little at a time. A critical comment here, an insensitive remark there, like we just said, a kiss that was just warm, a peck on the cheek just to be yitzah without the warmness there, your, your husband or wife trying to hold your hand and you withdraw, um, you, you, they want to hug you and you just are frozen from it and you don't respond. All of these things are very hurtful and create rifts in marriages. And one needs to work with one another how to maintain that warmth to thrive. And then you have a choice. If there's a distance in the marriage, You can cope with that pain by spiritually medicating with it. You could become a workaholic or do other destructive things. And frankly, and I'm sorry to say this, but it is true, you're running, putting your nose into a safer and running away the whole night, say there, even if you're putting in uh, who knows how much in your Lima Nataira with mysterious Nefesh, 
if that mysterious nefesh is born out of escaping pain of not working on your marriage, it is a very unhealthy approach that will backfire. And I don't like talking about this, but I've seen it, and I know it, and I've heard about it, and Rabbeim talked about it, that people do this sometimes. They cover up their marriage issues by running. Thank God they're not running into workaholism or playing games or affairs, or they're doing it by running towards Limarataira and those type of things or extra excessive claw work. So, on one hand, you're doing Maisim and Mitzvah and Maisim Taitim, but on a deep, deep level, and if you have a true Manig, they will tell you, balance it. You're running away from something. This is not healthy. Ultimately, it'll backfire. Ultimately, these obsessiveness running away from real issues, even if you're running towards the base medrash, will hurt you. When it says in Pagalcham, it means that when the Yetzirah comes over to you, yes, you run to the base medrash. But when you have Adracha from a Manik, from a Rosh Hashiva, from a guidance, a, a true healthy guidance counselor person that tells you if your wife needs attention, your children need attention, you need home, you, you're, you are needed at home. And once they know what the Matzav is, they are, instruct you that, okay, you can go out for night, say with Chavrusa, an hour and a half or whatever it is, but then you need to come home and you need to interact with your, with your wife and connect with her. And you need to work with your children and you need to be there then you need to listen to that. Even if you think it's going to detract from your Avedis Hashem. And you work on those five levels of intimacy. Spiritual intimacy, sexual intimacy, physically sensual intimacy, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy. And that is really the key. Now it's very important, and I'm going to say this also, and it's a little controversial, but... People make a mistake and think. We talked a lot that you need outside and inside the bedroom. and They both have to happen. And this is a very important point. You could have sexual intimacy, meaning a, a sexual intercourse, and the sex could be quote-unquote great. Off the charts, great. But if they have zero spiritual connection, zero emotional connection, what happens is the sex could be amazing, but it's a different kind of sex. It's not sensual. It's more like athletic. It's not with compassionate or passionate kissing as a way of connecting. It's not that you're looking at each other's eyes or enjoying each other's presence. What's happening when you're having quote-unquote great sex in these type of marriages is really what you're doing is you're using each other's bodies to get a sexual release. Those type of marriages where the sex is great in the way I just described will ultimately backfire and will be a fire that will consume and destroy the marriage. That is not what a marriage is all about. Okay, just because a couple is having sex, and even having great sex, does not mean that the couple is okay. You have to pay attention to the kind of sex you're having. Is it about connecting? Is it about giving each other? Is it about enjoying each other? Or is it about using each other to meet your physical needs only? Sexuality divorced from a physical sensuality and an emotional connection is a serious red flag in a marriage. Just like a sex-starved marriage of having no intimacy is a red flag in a marriage, having even great sex, quote-unquote, I'm putting great in quotes, the intercourse is great, but there's a certain lack of 
true intimate connection in that sexual experience, it could become a serious problem. You, it, 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 when you have the eye contact of a real softness there and the real passionate way, which we talk about in the Panimi group a lot, on how you're supposed to engage in physical intimate ways in a healthy way, then it's very, very easy to be amid any type of sexual nisayan in your life. Very, very easy when you have a healthy sexual experience, not what we're talking about. So it's very, very important to understand that. That when you you can have a marriage that the sex is ongoing and it could be quote-unquote great, but if you have that sexual intercourse and you're really going through the motions of a sexual release, that is not what it's all about. That could create a decline in the marriage. Together with the sexual intimacy needs to be a vulnerability to understand what's really, really important to them. When you express your sexual desires, it's not just about what physically makes you feel good, but what emotionally makes you feel good. Uh, one of the greatest needs for most women, wives, the emotional need is to be valued, to be pursued as a treasure, to be cherished. And generally, one of the man's greatest emotional needs is to know that he has what it takes to be successful and to be matzliach and, 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 to, and to have that respect and feeling like that in the bedroom. And, and, and that's why it's so important to maintain positive self-worth on both of their ends, self-esteem in the bedroom activities versus, and, as opposed, and, and, and the truth is, all around, this needs to happen. So to review this, remember what we talked about in the beginning, uh, the end of last year, the beginning of this year, of reattaching or attaching emotional availability, sensitive responsiveness, and trust. And that keeps the marriage through all types of nisyanis. No matter what's trying to tear you apart, when you focus on being attached and connected emotionally, and of course, putting HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture, that will save you from many, many nisyanis. And the key really is, is to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into your life with Amuna in Him, to bring you two together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's very, very important to know that it is never, it's never too late. And no matter how bad it may seem, even if you seem like you hate each other right now in this Tekufa, through growth, through change, through Amuna, through davening, you can learn to cherish and delight in one another, no matter what's happening now. Also, affairs can happen gradually, very often, little, little steps which creates distance, and in order to fight that, you need to recognize that first step and stay away from it. Also, to realize, to build that emotional connection, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help, and turn towards one to each other. To understand that a lot of these affairs, emotional or physical, comes from unaddressed childhood wounds, or unrealistic expectations, or the failure to prioritize marriage, that can make you susceptible for these type of affairs, and you need to learn to recognize it and to fight it. And to, rem- to remember that emotional connection and disconnection comes from st- slow, steady st- steps. Uh, even asking to be picked up a, a bottle of milk and you do so, creates a level of deep trust. 
And we talked about how sex doesn't mean everything's okay, even if you have great sex. But it's about connecting, giving to each other, enjoying each other in a deep way, not just physical, but it also has to be sensual. It's hard for me to explain it, but believe that I will try to do it. It's do this in some future shiurim, that the sexuality has to be with sensuality of looking in each other's eyes, of caressing, of caring in that way, in the physical act of sexual intimacy. And it is very important that transparency, truthfulness, connecting with one another, asking for advice from a or whoever it is, a marriage counselor that could help when you need that. And you could recover. If this happened to any one of you or both of you, you could recover from these type of betrayals. Because when you make that the decision to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into your life and to connect and to heal, your marriage can become way, way stronger than it ever was before. And that's very, very important. You, you keep on at it. You make sure to be intentional with one another and love one another. And ultimately, you will see tremendous amount of Hatzlacha in your marriage where it could turn 180 degrees for the better in the most beautiful possible way with healing, with love, with respect, with having that true Simcha Sachayim that comes from the Shechina being there with a husband and wife in their home with each other. And that is the key. Always bring Hashem in the picture. Ask Him for help every step of the way, both of you. Ask Him all the time for, step, for help every step of the way. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help. And you'll have that Siyat Shmaya, And you will heal and you will grow. Baruch HaNatzlacha.